station to station, back for our September playoff push, and back with my favorite battery mate, Dustin. Uh, Dustin, we came into this series with the Texas Rangers with so much hope, but also, I think, some expectations. And uh, we sit here on a Thursday evening, and I'm I think it's uh, not an understatement to say that this has been probably the most disappointing series of the season. Probably the worst possible outcome that could have happened. I mean, uh, you know, we're talking midway through the final game here and they're down 4-2. And honestly, uh, I don't have the faith or the the belief that they could come back from it. I, I just, I, I can't, they've given me no reason to believe that. Well, let's go through these games. You know, we usually do a, a more detailed rundown, but I don't think that's necessary for this series. Uh, they've lost every game so far, and as we uh, sit currently, we are in the top of the seventh, and the Jays are down 4-2. to two. So game number one back on Monday was a 10-4 to four loss. Game number two, a 6-3 to three loss. And game number three, a 10 to nothing loss. Uh, and as I said, we sit here uh, on Thursday evening, and it is at the top of the seventh, four to two. The Jays are down to the Texas Rangers. Uh, Dustin, were there any of these games that uh, I don't know felt uh, they, like they were winnable, or ones that got away, anything of that sort, or was it just uh, were these guys just getting papered all week? Yeah, I think they were just getting their asses handed to them all week. I, I, I mean. Probably about four or five innings into the first game, you know, there was some hope. They they took an early lead in the first game, um, but then they gave it back. You know, they were tied by the fifth, and then six, seven, it was over. And then that grand slam was just like a, a kick in the nuts. Um, you know, the second game, I can't say that I had any hope for that. And the third game was just the, you know. <laughs> They had five hits, all singles. Like, what do you do? Uh, I don't know. There, yeah, I, I really don't. I didn't see any flashes of promise. And maybe maybe we just got, uh, uh, what is it, uh, bamboozled by the, you know, facing a run of bad teams. And they looked okay against the bad teams, obviously, but. You know, they're just not, they just don't show up. Oh, my God. Okay, that's not Corey Seager. Oh, I'm tired of seeing Corey Seager. Can someone, like, get him in a body bag before he leaves the city or something? Like, I know, seriously. I don't know. Like, Corey Seager has been just killing them, and they keep throwing him pitches to hit. Now, saying that the the double that he hit off the wall, if Varsho is playing in left field, that's an out, and they're out of the inning. That's two runs saved. Dalton Varsho leads the majors in whatever runs saved. They would have been out of that inning. Um, I, and, you know, Whit Merrifield is decent, but Dalton Varsho makes that play 100%. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's kind of indicative of how this whole season has been going, just you know, <laughs> it's just like almost there, almost a good outcome, but, you know, uh, just bad luck, underperformance, 
just not quite what they need to do to get it done. Well, and, you know, at, at the end of this season, if the Jays don't uh, achieve their, their goals, you know, there is going to be someone to answer for that. And, and likely that's John Schneider and probably some of his staff. But I don't really feel like if we actually had to, like, break this down, right? You know, the team is underperforming. And, of course, someone has to be responsible for that. But John Schneider doesn't seem to be the issue for him. Like, it, it, he, he doesn't seem to make decisions that really put the team in a position to lose, right? Um, you know, I know on, I think it was Monday, uh, I think Yenesis Cabrera gave up another home run. And... You know, it, it was it was one of those, you know, they're already down. So why would you bring in Tim Meza when they're already down? Do you know what I mean? Like you got to you're supposed to be saving your best pitchers for times that are your say, you know, your saving games. Now, of course, pro- you probably want to stay in that game. But um, I don't know, like w- talk to me about your thoughts on John Schneider, because I, I have my thoughts, but I, you know, is I, I kind of have settled on the fact that if these if this team doesn't make the playoffs, like he has to be fired. But I don't know. I just don't think that he's the issue here. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit caught between two opinions on him. You know, on one hand, like you say, he hasn't made any glaring mistakes. And, you know, we're not in the clubhouse. We don't know how he's feeling to me um the you know how a manager is measured these days is in player management in the clubhouse sort of attitude can he wrangle these people manage the personalities all those things it's hard to you know for us to evaluate that from the outside um and i would hope that the team can do that um from the inside you know, with the all the analytics and all those kind of sort of fancy ways of evaluating things, and and you know, there's so many coaches and and advisors, etc., that um, kind of give them the the day-to-day um, decision-making tools. I, you know, I think, like I said, the the better way to manage. Um, evaluate him is with with the the clubhouse i don't know if he's lost the clubhouse or not if he has then that's one maybe reason i mean i've seen some things on you know twitter and and podcasts and stuff where people are talking about you know uh shapiro and atkins and Saying well, I think I, I saw more than a couple of things lately talking about Alex Anthopoulos and his success over the last, you know, eight years since he left the Jays, um, comparatively to um, Atkins. Um, and I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't blame Atkins. This is an underperform, underperforming team. Almost everybody. I mean, I bet you if we went back and listened to our our preseason episode, we'd hear about ourselves talking about how you know this is a pretty well put together team. They he you know kind of met our expectations in terms of fixing some holes from last year, 
it's underperforming. And I would say the same goes for Schneider. It's like he's not out there swinging the bats. And, you know, when you have a team that's underperforming expectations, it's either, you know, just the players, some confluence of, of attitude and, and you know, preparation, or, you know, who knows what. But you're right that if they fail, you can't fire the whole, you can't trade the whole team. And you can't fire any of the team, you know, that you've got on contract. So somebody's got to pay. And I think it's going to be um, Schneider and maybe some coaches and maybe they'll get um, Mattingly in there to, to manage next year. I don't know. So I think, Part of the problem, like, I, I think, I do think that, you know, I can see John Schneider, you know, I can see why he was a bench coach because he does seem pretty good, you know, within the game. But managers and, you know, I guess these like figurehead positions in sports, you know, they're kind of, they're basically, you know, you're, you're trying to essentially encourage everyone to be on the same page and be pulling you know, a hundred percent. Right. And I don't know how good of a man manager he is. Again, we're not in the room itself. Uh, so I think he seems to be good, you know, during the game, you know, some people, I think, uh, I think like just some baseball fans just kind of seem to think they disagree with certain things, but I don't know. I think there's a lot more that goes into these decisions than just, you know, it's a lefty up, put the lefty on the mound, you know, what, you know, what, what's the situation in the game? You know, what, what other, you know, what other arms do you have in the pen who pitched yesterday? You know, it, it goes on and on and on. And so I don't really have any issues with um, how he has, you know, managed the team in terms of in-game management. And I think we both have agreed that, you know, a manager is there not to lose games. Right. right. And, you know, I, I, I don't think managers really win games. It's the same thing with, you know, officials and other sports or umpires or whatever. It's like you don't actually want to notice them. Like if you don't notice them, then they're probably doing their job well. But in terms of Atkins, uh, I think most would admit that this is a well-put-together team in terms of on the face of it what you would need. I, I was listening to a past uh, Gate 14 podcast, and <laughs> And they, you know, they they agreed that like, listen, this team is put together how it should be. It's just not performing. And you know, John Schneider may be the one that um, that you know bears the brunt of this. I, I think there's going to be some other coaches as well go. But I think either way, like, and unless this team takes maybe to, I'm going to say the ALCS and the seventh game, I I, I see it as a underperformance, and there will be changes. Now, will you know if they make it to the ALCS? Does that mean Schneider goes? Well, I, I you know we can have that discussion at that time of what actually happens with this team because I, I definitely will argue people on um, you know changing the manager every year because I don't think that makes any sense either. That's not uh, you know you know on one hand you can say uh, you know are you really trying to win or is there apathy? You know if you're just keeping guys around that aren't performing. On the other hand, changing your manager or your coach or what, whatever position every every single year 
that is a recipe for complete me- mediocrity because there's just never going to be any continuity. So we'll see where they end up. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Ross, Ross Atkins, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think he's like, I, I think he's pretty safe. Obviously Shapiro is perfectly safe, but we'll, we'll kind of see. And I, I don't know, John Schneider, he doesn't really seem like a big personality. Um, what I would like to see is I'd like to see them go after, like, you know, should they decide to move on from John Schneider? You know, I don't want another, like, Jay's, uh, you know, Jay's club guy, you know, that's been with the franchise. You know, you, I think you need to bring in somebody who's knows what they're doing. Um, Joe Madden, obviously we all know Joe Madden from his time with the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, he also w- w- he also was the manager that oversaw the Cubs uh, break that uh, long-suffering streak of without a World Series. Uh, so, you know, he's got some chops, and uh, he's not managing right now. And from what I read, he I f- feel like he be, might be interested in this team because I think he was looking for an opportunity, an interesting opportunity. Like, he's not just going to come back to manage the, you know, he's not going to come back to manage the Chicago White Sox, and they're going to finish fourth every year. Like, he, he, he wants to do something, it seems like, and I think that would be someone to look at. But I don't know. It's it, it's tricky because last night, you know, I I, I don't know where I, I I was a bit tired, so I had to I could not watch the full game. But as soon as the, as soon as they went up, and it just got worse and worse, and then I'm about to you know shut off for the night because I my kids likely gonna go get up in a few hours, and I look at it and it's double digits and it's just embarrassing, you know, like it's, it's, it's just not, this is just not acceptable. And, you know, I don't know if the pitcher's approaches, you know, is maybe right. We have to look back at that, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just like, it's just really disappointing. Like, it's funny. You go through these, this range of emotions from at the time you're angered. I don't know. I'm just kind of disappointed right now. You know, there's no Popeye's chicken. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, just to touch back on Atkins I do want to talk about you know the actual pitching performances but I think if there is one thing I could criticize him and and Shapiro on is um, you know changing your manager twice in within less than two seasons you know is is not a good look um, you know so th- I would say that they kind of failed in that. Not only I, I, I don't think um, the um, either choice and the last two managers have been especially great. And I, I think this team, given the the young talent, the personalities, and the fact that they were, you know, you know, perennial, hopefully uh, playoff contenders. I think it was sort of incumbent on them to get somebody like you say, like a Joe Madden or somebody who is just, you know, a a lot more seasoned and a lot more um, able to handle that kind of uh, team. Somebody like John Schneider, I don't think you give them, you know, a chance to manage. I think, you know, I like him and I, I don't want to see him fired, honestly, just, if you know if Atkins made any mistake, you know it's that 
you know, he, he just didn't hire a, a manager that um, was appropriate for the, the position at which, you know, this team is at in terms of a perennial um, playoff candidate. You know, you know, I like John Schneider. I think he's great. I don't want to see him leave sort of personally. He seems like a, a great guy and probably a future manager. Um, but he's the kind of manager you get for sort of a young team that's just uh, trying to make the playoffs, you know. Um, he's not the kind of guy that, you know, runs a good team to a World Series championship. And uh, I, like I said, if I think if Atkins failed at anything these last, let's say, two, three years, it's it's having both Schneider and um, oh, I can't even Montoya. remember. Montoya. Montoya. Uh, I think there just weren't great choices, either of them. Well, I can see why Schneider was given the interim role. Um, I can totally see that actually, but it, I think the time, you know, really the mistake was probably made after the, after the Seattle, uh, debacle where I don't know if you bring them back at that point, like if you don't really see it, but they seem to want to show faith, uh, in the, you know, in the process. Right. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I don't, I think he deserved uh, a chance um, on some team somewhere. Um, and maybe it's just a timing thing. You know, he, I think they probably felt like they owed him for, you know, however many years of service he, he put in, in the, um, in the minors, you know, a lot of this team, well, maybe not a lot of this team, but a good portion of this team, at least the core has come up, you know, in Bo and, and Vladi and yeah, Biggio and some others, you know, with him and they're familiar with him. So I think it made some sense on some level. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think if you're just trying to trying to put together a winner, you got to you got to um, you got to get somebody in there with some pedigree. I mean, they took a shot and hey, maybe, you know, I think we're talking about it like it's, you know, because it didn't work out or because, you know, there's some failure. We're trying to grasp at straws and, you know, figure it out. Um, you know, if they were leading the division now and, you know, everything was sunshine and roses, you know, we wouldn't be questioning the decision. Um well, no, but that's because this is the results business, right? So right. I think you are yeah. you're 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 judged based on the decision. Like Ross Atkins' job is to build a team, right, and that competes, and hire uh, a manager who can lead that team. And you know, I. As I said, I, I'm I'm in the camp. I don't think John Schneider's done a terrible job, right? I think he, I think he's done a pretty good job. Do I think the I think a lot of players have underperformed, right? Is yeah, is he the is he a, a great man manager? Uh, maybe maybe he's the type of manager you know when young guys are coming up at Double A, you know he's he's the guy that puts an arm around the shoulder. Maybe 
you know, they need to handle things a little bit differently at, at, at the major league level. My my only thing with with Schneider is that I just don't know if he has personality. Like I think you have a like you have a lot of guys in that room that have personality and I think you you know, I think you need to have a, a similar um similarly strong personality. And I don't I just he just doesn't seem to have that. And um you know they all like they, there actually seems to be a lot of a lot of personality. Like you have Vladdy, Bo's a bit quieter. You know you got Springer and Kiermaier, and you got but Schneider's he kind of just always seems very calm, which is fine. But you know I don't know if that really gets people, um, you know, really inspires people to right. you know like that. Like we were complaining about you know we were in a, the chat and there just seemed to be no heart, right and. I I gotta say like that that I I hang on Schneider right because it's his his you know job that when his you know the, the nine players take the field that you know they take the field with some purpose right and I don't think they've taken the the field with purpose on any of the three games now I do want to talk about one other item and I'd like your opinion on and it's a bit more on my alley. But I was I've been extremely disappointed with the fans at the Rogers Center the past, I guess, we're now into the fourth game of the series. So we were told, and of course, you know, these are media members um that deal with the Jays, but oh, it's gonna be a playoff atmosphere and you know, these are playoff games and these these games are so important. I would agree on all on all of all of the above that these are extremely important games and they need to be taken as such. I don't get the sense that the, and, and again, there, there could be a split between the hardcore fan base that doesn't come to every game and is more online versus the people that actually show up. But I, at no time did I get any sense that the fans that were attending, like, you know, that playoff atmosphere, you know, that buzz when people are just really excited. I've I haven't got that all week and I and and to be honest I I now I I follow other sports where you know the fans are an extremely important part of of the game and so I'm I'm kind of a believer in in that what the fans do does affect things and does you know if you show up in the dugout and there's 40,000 people and it's just buzzing right like I think you know that's that's going to be a bit better than than you know from what i've seen this week but i i would i'd like your thoughts on this well i think you're right i think it's got to be inspiring it's got to be you know we've heard players talk about how that place feels when it is buzzing when it is packed and everyone's excited at the same time you need a team to inspire that this team is not inspiring at all um, even in this last stretch that, you know, they played against bad teams. I mean, it was like, it was hard fought, you know, 10 and five over that 15. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, and even the wins were just like stressful, like just barely by the skin of their teeth got the win. Uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't be inspired by that. I'm not inspired by this. You know, these last four games, 
I mean, I've probably barely watched half of it in terms of time, in ter you know, turning the games off, you know, when they're just like losing or, or just doing something else, finding something other else to do. Yeah, I'm just not inspired to win to watch it. You know, we're here podcasting, and you know, I, I, they, they're losing now seven to two or something with the bases loaded. Uh, eight to eight two. two. <laughs> exactly. I don't even. I didn't even see that last run because I just turned the game off in the background. I, I, I don't want to watch it, and so I don't blame people for not going. I mean, you can say, well, it's September and kids go back to school, but you know, I mean, if this team was was in a real sort of good spot and was really just pumping people up, they'd be out there. I mean, this team, the, this town oh, shows up for sure. So I and and don't get me, I totally agree, right? You know, you have to give fans something to be excited about as well, right? But coming into this series, this team was in the second wildcard spot, whereas two weeks ago they were, what, two and a half games back? So, like, their fortunes have completely reversed. And while, you know, each game has not been, um, you know, a pleasure to watch, right, as, as we would say, I, I don't know. Like, I... It just seemed like it just seemed like another baseball game, and and I think this series was the, was the most important of the season, right? And this is where you know they could have basically put their as as you said in the last episode, you put your boots on their throat, and and this and this is also a Texas team that came in, I think six and fourteen or four and sixteen or something. Like in their last twenty, they were terrible. They were they yeah. were as bad as any of the teams we played. And this team is we've made this team look good, right? This team is this team has looked like has has looked fantastic. And here comes the ninth run. Um, so it's nine to two now. Sack fly, and you know, I, there nobody seems to have any answers as to what's going on. Um, you know, I I would probably say that this team wrote its pitching, and the jig's pretty much up, right? You know, the the arms are a bit. It's September. The arms are a little tired. Um, you know, some calls yeah. don't go your way. That's fine, but it just nobody has any answers, and and it just looks very uninspiring. But I, as I said, my and my opinion is the inspiration's always two ways, right? Because you know what you go down or, or something unfortunate happens and you know what those players look to the fans and those fans are, are, you know, they're worrying about their, their next cotton candy order. You know, uh, I don't, I just, yeah, I, anyway, that's just, that's just my thought. Like I, I turned on the TV on Monday and it seemed like, uh, you know, you know, like, you know, those early April games when, you know, people are kind of not really, you know, they, they, the Jays started, but it's, it's the first Tuesday game of the, of the season. And it's, you know, it is what it is, right? It, it, that's, that's what it seems like me. It just, I don't know. I was expecting a lot more buzz. 
Um, I, you know, I work downtown and I was expecting more buzz and it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem to be there. And I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm disappointed by it. I get what you're saying. I just think my point is like, that has to be earned. Like the mm-hmm. buzz has to be earned and it, it, they, they've, they haven't earned that. You know, the tickets for early September and, you know, are bought, you know, a week or two before. And, you know, how were we feeling, you and I, two, three weeks ago, right? Just before that stretch, the, you know, the the 15 games against the sub 500 teams, we were feeling a little down and we were like, okay, they got to put this, they got to do this thing. And... I mean, they did this thing, but like I said, they did it kind of meekly and not convincingly. And, you know, I don't know if if you got kids going back to school and, uh, you know, you're looking forward to whatever you're going to do in the fall. And, you know, man, I, I, I don't pl- blame the fans necessarily for being the way, that, you know, obviously I would like to, I would like this town to be more excited and i think they could be but i don't know you gotta earn it and they haven't well uh they got out of that inning and it's not double digits yet so i guess we'll take the victories where we can but um (laughs) anyway so we are about to go we're about to finish the this series against the Texas Rangers looks like they are going to get swept in a uh, four-game series, and we're now heading into the ALE portion of the game, or of the game of the season, where they will play pretty much ALE's teams the rest of the way. So, does this team raise their game, uh, or do they uh, basically play ALE's teams like they play ALE's teams and? essentially take themselves out of it. What do you think? Uh, oh man, I don't know. I I don't know what to think anymore. I mean, I want to be hopeful. I, I mean, generally I'm I'm sort of optimistic. I don't think that New York is a, you know, a particularly scary team. They got Boston at home, you'd think that there's some advantage there. And then Tampa Bay you know, maybe is just kind of trying to play with the string and maybe isn't going to try too hard, you know? So the, Dustin, some... Dustin, hold on. Hold on. Let me start. So Tampa Bay going into t- today, uh, going into today, we're like two games back of the Orioles and they're starting a series against the Orioles. So I don't yeah. think the Tampa Bay Rays are going to be putting it into cruise control anytime soon. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's tough. I mean, I know Texas and Seattle played their, each other like seven times over that stretch as well. So there's some opportunity for maybe maybe Texas goes on a run and crushes Seattle, and you know we fall back back asswards into a playoff spot. But uh, I mean. I'll just say this: I'm I'm looking at my weekends in October and and planning out what I'm going to be doing because I I don't have a lot of hope that I'll be watching playoff baseball. Well, guess I'll save on that uh, 
that month I had budgeted of Sportsnet Now. <laughs> 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 you know, I could spend that, you know, 20 bucks on something else. Um, but we'll see, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, that's, that's the only thing we can do is, you know, keep those fingers crossed. Uh, Seattle does play. Did you, did you mention that they played the, the Rangers twice, two series? Yeah, they have seven games. I think I, you know, do you just hope that those two beat up on each other or do you hope that one just destroys the other and then we pick up some wins? I I, I probably the latter. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you want the ladder. Texas, Texas, you know, smashes Seattle, you know, six and one or something like that. And one of them falls off the cliff, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's not what you want to hope for. You want, you hope your team just like goes on a run here, but there's no reason to believe that they should or can. No. And, and this game, how it started, I think it was, Started off in its usual frustrating manner when Corey Seager hits a solo home run. He he doesn't seem to be able to get out this entire series. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr. follows that up with a two-run bomb. So it started like, oh, okay, maybe maybe we'll salvage something from that. And that's it. That's all they got. Yeah. So it's it's this limp dick, meek offense. That does doesn't seem to. I don't. It doesn't mesh. It just doesn't seem to just do anything, right? Like, how can you win a game when you score two runs? Uh, you, can, yeah, I know. You can't, especially against this this these offensive teams. Uh, there's just no like I said. There's no heart. There's no clutch. There's no. I know that's kind of a silly thing to be honest but I mean there's just nothing there's no urgency that you know whatever I think the team sees it and I just don't know I'm at a loss and I'm sure they are too I mean well I see uh, I see Matt Chapman has returned to his usual self he steps to the plate 0 and 2 and he's 0 for 3 uh, so he's back to his usual form. Um, not that I wish any ill will on Matt Chapman, but uh, definitely no. Uh, he provided no spark coming back to the lineup. That's for sure. No, and and you know, <laughs> I saw that he was coming back, and I said, well, maybe he needs another day, or you know, maybe he should keep resting. Because like, yeah, you should be hopeful that someone of his caliber is coming back give your team a boost but it's just i mean just the way things are going this is not it's not something that you, you can actually feel all right dustin well we are in i think we're going to what the top of the ninth and the game is nine to two uh another very quick inning for the jays another inning without I, I would, by the way, I, I would agree, you know, clutch, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you really even measure that. But uh, what is pretty obvious is like, I think hard is definitely something that, you know, is you can see and you can feel. And it just doesn't seem like this team is fighting very hard for anything. And I, I you know, that, that could be because they're just totally frustrated. 
with themselves and their performance, but you know, it's not uh not really the time to give up. So um but no, I mean, you know, realistically they have a chance. I mean, I think I I heard somewhere somebody say that if they got swept here, they'd still be at like a 38 40% chance of making the playoffs. I mean, that's not nothing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they had swept the tech, if they had swept Texas, they would have been at something like 80, 90% chance. So, well, you know, they, they came into this good. with 80, 80 wins, right? So if, if they had picked up three wins or four wins in this series, that's uh, almost halfway to that. Basically you had to, you had to get to 90 and yeah. almost halfway there. Right. So. Right. Anyway, so, yeah. I, I think Bowden France is in the game. Uh, do you have anything more to add? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's let's True. let's hope they do something against Boston here. Let's hope for a miracle. I'm still hopeful. I'm not giving up yet, but uh, it's hard. It's hard not to feel like well thrown in the towel. I, I will be at the game on Saturday, and if there's one thing that I would hope for is that you know they win that series against the Red Sox fans because if there's one group of un- like the most insufferable fans around definitely Red Sox fans are close to the top of that list true yeah they're they're not I don't know they're 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 those people that you know they're like people from Vancouver right they uh they'll tell you they're from Vancouver <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. anyway we don't have any Van- we don't have any listeners from Vancouver yet so all right. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining me, Dustin, and uh, we'll hopefully talk on the weekend. Mm-hmm.